Hello again, friends. Well, it's that time of year again. And yes, I'm overcoming about with the flu, but you know I can never pass up an opportunity to chat with you. Well, this time of year has always been special for me and my family. As a matter of fact, today, December 25th, has always been the highlight of the family year, for it marked the birthday of our Dada Simeon, patriarch of the Robinson clan. On this day, all roads led to the little district of Cambridge. My family, my sister's family, cousins, aunts, other in-laws, friends, all journeyed to spend the day and celebrate one more year with Dada. And you know, it became even more special when he turned 90 and we started to count down the years to him becoming a centenarian. Unfortunately, at 96, his right leg was amputated, but rather than bemoan his misfortune, that Christmas, Dada jokingly said, Batsman, steady yourself. Hold your wicket. I'm not out. <laughs> Sadly, on his way to completing his 98th year, he was bowled a deadly Yorker. Nevertheless, we still cherish his memories and continue the, the imaginary countdown and Dada would have been 99 this year. You know, friends, even as a child, Christmas was never about Santa Claus or gifts for me. It was about the food, caroling, and the folks who would stop by our house throughout the day. And I remember one year, I really don't know what had gotten into Dada, but he told us to hang our socks that night at the foot of the bed. Back in those days, we didn't use fancy terms like stocking. So he said Santa would fill them with goodies. So we each hung a foot of the old navy blue primary school socks at the foot of the bed. And that Christmas morning, our socks were filled with red and white candy balls. To say it was a disappointment was an understatement because I knew they were the same cheap Charlie candy balls that Mr. Chin sold in the shop out at Cambridge Square. And so for me, it meant one of two things. Either there was no Santa Claus coming from the North Pole, or if he existed, he was short on cash or donations and had decided to pick up candies at Willie Chin's father's corner store. If my grandma Edith who twisted candies would have done a better job. And that was the first and last Christmas that I ever asked us to hang socks. I could tell he was a little disappointed that we weren't overjoyed, but then how could we really? Candy was something we got all year round from Granny. Anyway, I didn't stop by to talk about candies, or Dada, or even Willie Chin, even though I still have him up for embarrassing me in front of everybody on the road to Cambridge Secondary School, laughing at me, a girl of 11 years old, and saying how he was going to write a book tonight because he saw me in my white jeans and striped turtleneck sweater. After all, in my metaverse, I was feeling hot like 10 fireside. But I guess in reality, and in Willie Chin's eyes, I was straight like the North Pole and looked like Dameto Cosita. But no, I won't talk about that. I stopped by to share a Christmas experience with my friends. As a child, I've always loved waking up to the sound of the early morning caroling. 
I'd lie in bed at 3 and 4 a.m. wondering who these beings were that walked the community in the stillness of the dark night, singing Silent Night and Oh Little Town of Bethlehem spreading Christmas cheer. Their voices would echo across Reese long after they passed our home. You know, Dada said they were one of Cambridge's mysteries, but that was Dada. He never missed an opportunity to weave a story. And one day, my friend pinched me and said, Joan, I am going caroling this year. And I was floored. What? How did you get into that group? But she wouldn't say another word, only that I would know that she was there when she passed by my house. And so friends, that year, I waited and waited and waited. But no carolers came. I was beside myself. That day I went around to Navi's house. I said, Navi, what happened? Not only did I not hear you, but no carolers came. And then Navi shared the sordid details. Yes, they had started out well in the wee hours of the morning, but then they had taken a shortcut through Bagaman's common. Let me tell you about Bagaman. He was a Rastafarian who had a, a decent-sized common, maybe about two acres or so. He raised cattle and, you know, he had a few food trees on the common. Um, I'd say his land was strategically located between Top Cambridge and Dockets. And um, a trek through his land could save you a good 45 minutes commute. So the carolers started through Bagaman's land and they came upon his orange trees laden with ripe fruits. And immediately they abandoned the baby in the manger for the oranges of a stranger. And in the words of my little friend, John, we ate till we belly full. And then everybody shook as much fruits as we could carry. The sun had started to come up by then and so we hurried home. And friends that year, it wasn't the Grinch that stole Christmas for an 11-year-old. It was those caroling thieves. But you know what? Many years ago, there was someone else who waited for news of the Savior. His name, or maybe I should say his title, was Herod the King. And three fine gentlemen had given him a most interesting story of an event that had happened right under his nose. And let's read about it in Matthew chapter 2. It says, Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Jesus should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go! 
and search diligently. What is wrong with me in this word? Diligently for the young man. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I too may come and worship him. Of course, we know that his intent was never to worship the Savior, but to eliminate competition. And so the wise men after finding Jesus and paying homage were also warned. We read about it in verse 12. The scripture says, And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I give thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And so Herod waited, and waited, and waited. And verse 16 tells us, Then Herod, when he heard that he was mocked, and when he saw rather that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wrath, and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coast thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time when he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Interestingly enough, every year we still experience the waiting. <laughs> we wait to see who will bring us gifts and what those gifts will be and some of us are so disappointed even angry perhaps at the less than anticipated token isn't it true yeah we wait to see what the bonus check will look like we wait to be invited to the best holiday parties Hmm. We wait for our neighbor to put up their Christmas lights so we can top them again this year. We wait. We wait. We wait to commemorate the baby born in the manger when the baby done turned big man, did what he came to do and gone back. Wham! I think you missed it. So let me go slower. We commemorate a date that has no spiritual significance and an event that will not save our souls. John 1 tells us he was in the world and the world was made by him, verse 10, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. So how do you and I receive him? What does it mean to receive Jesus? It's not as a baby in a manger. John 3:17 says, God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, not through his birth, but through his death, his burial and his ascension, but that the world through him might be saved. You see, friends, at the heart of the Bethlehem story was and is the cross. In spite um, of our flaws, our frailties and shortcomings, God has always loved us and wanted us to be reunited with him. 
Jesus, God's son, came to earth to make our reconciliation with God possible. Faith Forward puts it this way. In the sacrifice of Jesus' crucifixion, we are shown the depths of God's love for us and the lengths taken to save us from our sins. And in Jesus' resurrection, we see God's triumph over death, pointing towards the promise of eternal life in God's presence. So today, what should you be commemorating? I'm glad you asked. 1 Corinthians 11, 23-25, Paul writes, For I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, after supper, he took the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this. Whenever you drink it, you remember me. Because of the sacrifice of Christ on the cross, our lives will never be the same. And really, that's what we should be commemorating. This gift that we have been given can never be taken away from us. The gift of salvation. It will never lose its power and it will never cease to exist. Today, as you gather around the family tree, as you gather around the family table, as you gather around the television, as you gather around in the church hall, think, think, think long, think hard about what this season means. And in the din of it all, be thankful that a new life in Christ is the best gift we can ever receive. God bless you.